The following is my conversation with Sam Carroll. He's a theoretical physicist and author, most notably known for his work on quantum mechanics and the theory of evolution. Listen as we discuss his experiences with adoption, herbivores, heteromorphisms, and the hypothecator. Enjoy presented by Propane Africanism, the most efficient way to cook your food. Hey, Scene, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. It's great to be here. So let's start with something simple. What do you do for a living? I'm a theoretical physicist. What's that exactly? I deal with the theoretical side of things, trying to understand the underlying structure of things. So how did you get interested in this field? Well, as a kid, I was really interested in astronomy, but as I started getting a little bit older, I realized that there were these huge gaps between what we could see and what we could understand. And I began to think about how we could fill in those gaps, and that led me to quantum mechanics and the theory of evolution. That sounds really fascinating. So how does your work impact our everyday lives? Well, for example, I've been working on a theory called the hypothecator, which is basically a way of understanding quantum mechanics that doesn't require the use of particles. And as far as everyday life goes, that might have implications for things like security, computer science, and engineering. That's really interesting. So tell us a little bit more about the adoption thing. How did that inspire you to pursue a career in physics? Well, adoption is something that I experienced firsthand. My parents adopted me when I was six years old, and it's had a huge impact on my life. It taught me about empathy and hope, and also about the power of families to create connections that can last forever. That's really touching. So what do you think is the biggest lesson that adopting taught you? The biggest lesson that adoption taught me is that through families, we can create connections that last forever. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is really important, not just in terms of the individual adoptee, but also in terms of society as a whole. Absolutely. Families are so important. So tell us a little more about the heteromorphisms thing. What's that all about? Well, heteromorphisms are changes to the structure of an object that preserves its basic properties. For example, you can freeze water and then shatter it into tiny pieces, and those tiny pieces will still retain their water content. That's an example of a heteromorphism. And what does that have to do with anything? Well, it has implications for the theory of evolution because it shows that evolution is based on change, not on stasis. That's really interesting. So do you think that this theory might eventually lead us to a better understanding of evolution? Well, one of the goals of the hypothecator theory is to provide a framework for understanding evolution without resorting to particles. So I believe that it could eventually lead us to a better understanding of evolution, but it's still an ongoing process. That sounds really promising. So tell us a little bit about your experience writing fiction. How does it differ from your experience writing scientific papers? Writing fiction is different from writing scientific papers in two important ways. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's much more subjective. Second, and this might sound surprising, but it's much easier to write fiction than scientific papers, than scientific papers. In fact, I often find myself spending less time on scientific papers than I do on fiction writing. That's really interesting. So why is that? Well, I think it has to do with the fact that fiction is based on ideas rather than data. So it's easier for me to get inspired by an idea than by data. That makes sense. And what are some of your favorite novels? Some of my favorite novels incorporated you, The Catcher in the Rye and The Great Gatsby. But ultimately, there's no such thing as a favorite novel. Each one is different and merits its own intention. That's really true. Each one is different, deserves its own attention. So what are your thoughts on fiction as an entertainment medium? 
I think that fiction can be a powerful tool for entertainment. Yeah. It can help us escape our reality and it can provide us with a window into other people's lives. That's really interesting. And what do you think makes a good story? A good story has to be well-written and it has to be interesting. That sounds pretty core. So tell us a little bit about your experience writing for the podcast. How does it differ from writing for other platforms like books or articles or articles like books or articles? There are a few key differences. Mm -hmm. First of all, the format of the show is less constrained than either writing for books or writing for articles. Second, and this is probably the biggest difference. The show is meant to be listened to instead of read. That makes sense. Listeners are usually more engaged in podcasts than they are when reading or looking at an article. So tell us a little bit about your experience interviewing guests. Is it easier or harder than you thought it would be? It's actually harder than I thought it would be. I think that it takes a lot of effort to put someone on the show and make them feel comfortable. That's definitely true. Interviews take a lot of effort to get right. So tell us a little bit about your favorite interview so far. My favorite interviewee so far has been Jamal Khalili. He's a theoretical physicist who's also a popular science presenter on BBC Radio 4. That sounds like a great guy. He was really insightful and I learned a lot from him. So what's next for you? I'm currently working on a book called The Hypotheticator, which is aimed at providing a comprehensive understanding of the hypothecator theory without the use of particles. And after that, who knows? Maybe I'll write another book or maybe I'll continue working on the hypothecator theory. Mm -hmm. Who knows? That sounds like it'll be an exciting journey. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sean. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. I'll leave you with a poem by Rudyard Kipling. It's called If, if you can trust yourself, this is the most that you can do. If you can touch your heart and rule your mind, you've got the whole world in your hands. Mm -hmm.